Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to, just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now, here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. My guest today is Rachel Kaplan. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Michelle. I am excited to have a conversation with you. By way of intro for people listening, Rachel has been relentlessly studying healing since her life was devastated by the traumatic suicide of her first love at 14 years old. This lifelong personal pursuit led her on an international mission to study the different methodologies around the world and focused on spiritual practices of Eastern religions, as well as cutting edge Western psychological approaches. You're a longtime yoga practitioner and teacher, as well as a bold seasoned psychotherapist. So after 25 years of studying all around the world and working with students and clients, you simplified the single most important and necessary tenant of deep core psychological healing as the emotional equivalent to potty training. You created a new podcast called The Healing Feeling Shit Show to potty train grown-ups through the foundational and educational uh, so that we can achieve emotional resilience. You also have a thriving psychotherapy practice in the San Francisco Bay Area. And uh, besides healing, you delight in music, dancing, design, fashion, and the band Radiohead. Rachel, welcome to the show. And I got to ask, what inspired the title of your podcast? Oh, um, well, it's a great question. It's basically that our emotions and the emotional system are best understood if we look at how to relate to how, how we relate to our digestion. And the, mm. the simplest way to say it is, you know, when you wake up or whenever you get the feeling that you need to take a poop, do you try to eat or drink or buy or get validation or likes? Or do you know that the only way to not have to poop is to go poop? So looking at that emotional equivalent of potty training, which it makes sense when you explain it that way. Um, you've worked with a lot of clients over the years around healing and around getting over trauma. And it is sometimes a really sensitive subject that you've got a different approach to. I mean, just that title tells people you are taking a different perspective on the idea of healing from trauma and grief. So what inspired that? Well, first of all, um, and because we got cut off, I kind of shortened my answer because I could tell you were frozen. But, um, you know, the other thing I'd say is since we know when we, you know, that going to the bathroom, taking a poop, leaving a poop rather is a little more accurate, makes us not have to go. It's like, you know, yeah. and then we, we move about our day and we don't feel bad about ourselves. There's no, there might be a touch of shame around pooping, but it's certainly less shame than we have when we have emotional pain. Right. And so 
what is inspiring this is I think our culture at large and even the therapeutic industry slightly has a misunderstanding on how to relate to emotions. Um, mm. There's still a lot of managing emotions. Okay. Culturally, we're, you know, our, uh, the world is funded by uh, people profiting off of us using alternatives to feeling. Right. right, like buying, consuming, um, yeah. entertainment, and so what I what that leaves us with is a whole massive group of people who are um, walking around with imposter syndrome, walking around depressed and anxious and really right. full of pain. And so, what I'm trying to do, the reason for the title, the reason for my unique approach, is since I have been pursuing this both professionally and personally since I was a child, um, what I found is the the thing that you won't heal if you don't have this in place is having this fluid emotional system. Mm. And I think that making it funny and using the equivalent of poop and the poop emoji and um, making it really simple for every single human to understand. I mean, every CEO, every Republican, every Democrat, every person poops or they're dead. Right. right. If, you, if you really can't poop and you're eating, then you're, you're sick or dead. Right. That, that's true. <laughs> and so I'm trying to take this thing that can be shameful and heavy mm -hmm. and um, yeah. hidden and mysterious and really breaking it down step by step. How do you actually heal yourself? Because I think this is the most effective thing. And it really brings, it makes what I've been through much more beautiful. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's like I can help people. I've been yeah. doing it for years, but I, I feel like I can do it at a broader scale. Hence the shit show. I love that. You know, just hearing the title shifts somebody's emotional state, right? No matter what you are stressed out about, you hear that title and it makes you smile. That's so right. think about it from a different perspective. So I think it's a great, a great first step in just reminding people, hey, you can change your emotional state. Yeah. You so, can flush it out. And my, my jingle ends with a flush. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> So what do you find are the things that, that people tend to be struggling with when it comes to the emotional side of things and maybe not actually getting through the traumas and stresses and things that hit us in life? Yeah, um, good question. I'd say that a lot of the early challenges or the, the, the challenges start so young um, and they're, they're based in, have you heard of the concept attachment theory? It's pretty yeah. rocking right now. So yeah. the basic tenet is that when we come into the world, you know, we need um, a close, secure attachment with the caregiver as mm -hmm. much as we need food and water. Mm -hmm. and, and partially because if we don't have that connection, we won't get food and water. We're completely different. Right. And so when we're tiny little babies, we are wired to do whatever we need to do to keep those caregivers close to us. And mm -hmm. so if we get subtle or overt messages that our parents become distant or dysregulated when we cry, when we act this way or that way. And then, you know, as, it, as we grow up, these messages get more and more acute, whether mm -hmm. it's around how we're expressing gender or, you know, even something as, as benign as shh, you're okay can be conditioning for us. And so what mm -hmm. happens is by the time people are in middle school, high school and adulthood, you have a whole cluster of parts of you that you've pushed down into what I mm -hmm. like to call the emotional basement. And we're trying to move through the world acting yeah. like we aren't sensitive, like we don't have these um, feelings or challenges that made our parents right. move away. And so how can you have success in your life? How can you not feel like you're an imposter or you're a fraud? Mm. When so much of you is 
uh, kind of underground. And that's where uh, anxiety and depression comes from. And also that's where I think people really get off track in their lives and, mm. and start to follow what the cultural conditioning is instead of what actually fits them. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense because we are conditioned to not express certain emotions. Um, you know, it's, it's big girls don't cry and boys don't get emotional. I mean, we hear that from the time we're little. So we do, I think a lot of us hide those emotions or repress them. And yeah. So talk to me about that emotional basement concept. And is it a good idea to go digging in that or what do you advise people to do? Yeah. So, it sounds like a scary um, place. Well, I use that language because we're all terrified of it, right? Yeah. And, um, and it's, so it's intentional. And episodes two and three of the podcast, as soon as I get people on board for like, hey, guys, let's learn to have our feelings, I, I start mm. with this understanding of how did we put those parts in the basement mm. and then how do we go down and establish a relationship um, with those parts that enables them to heal. And that's kind yeah. of, there's two main parts of healing that I see. And one of them is that part that happens in the basement. And the other is learning how to flush out the pain that those parts mm. um, that we find in the basement have been carrying because they're in a lot of pain. You know, right. imagine putting a child or even a plant in a dark, dank, hidden basement, it's going to rot, right? So <laughs> as far as how to approach the parts of you that are in a closet yeah. in the basement, I would say slowly. Okay. So you want to get really curious about what was the conditioning in your youth? Mm -hmm. What did you tr get trained out of? What parts of you are you afraid to expose to coworkers mm -hmm. or a new date? That will start to give you a sense of who's in there. Mm -hmm. But I use a lot of metaphor when, you know, around the closet and the closet door that you want to you know, approach it, knock, maybe try to open it if you can, and then back okay. away. Huh. And so, because if you can imagine, let's say, you know, you're approaching this in your 20s or 30s or 40s, that's a long time to not be in relationship with this part of you and to be personally blaming this part of you. Mm. So you don't want to come yeah. in and be demanding and exploiting. You want to come in and say, hey, I know you don't recognize me and you have no reason to trust me because I've been a jerk, but I want to mm. know you. And I'm going to check on you every day. And there are simple things you can do, like saying good morning to that part of you in the morning. One of the, I think, most useful things to do is pull out some photos of yourself at the ages where you're pretty sure you were the least acceptable. You okay. know, like, um, put one on your home screen. So you'll see that all the time. And then every time you see it, you're reminded of this little part of you that you have been avoiding. Okay. Hopefully you're going to be able to see it with fresh eyes. It's a child. It's innocent. And mm. you can start to incorporate that part in your decision making. So what mm -hmm. is that part want to eat? Which of your friends is that part actually like and feel comfortable around? And which of those, which of your friends is just in intensely stressful? So you mm -hmm. start to make decisions huh. that make these parts feel important. And what do we know about, there's a, a, a beautiful sta uh, statement in the type of therapy I initially trained in. And it's very simple, but it's contact oh. is curative. And so huh. and when we get attention, when someone's paying attention to us, someone's making contact with us, that by itself cures us. It makes us feel worthy. Right. And so when we pay that kind huh. of attention to these parts of us that we're sure are terrible, they start to feel more and more worthy. And then they start to slowly blend okay. in with us. And we don't feel like we're, you know, all mm -hmm. split up and divided and hiding and we feel more worthy. Right. So 
Do you feel like, you know, based on what you've seen and worked with people over the years, that a lot of imposter syndrome that people feel that affects not just personal life, but it really affects business and other pieces Absolutely. of life too. Do you feel like that's what that comes from is those pieces of you that aren't integrated anymore? And so bringing them back together helps to cure that? Absolutely. And deeper okay. than that, I'd say it comes from a sense, you know, the layers of wounding. It's like an onion. I'm sure that's not new idea. Um, but the, the deepest layers of wounding have to do with uh, worth, like do we feel mm -hmm. worthwhile or worthless? Um, yeah. Do we feel like we're enough? And do we feel like we belong? And so, you know, imposter mm -hmm. syndrome, and especially in the workplace, I'd say that one of the most common strategies for, you know, efficient, effective people to compensate for a sense of worthlessness is to try to succeed, to make a lot of money, right. to get a lot of promotions. And so a lot of my clients are really intensely successful technically, mm -hmm. but none of it actually lands because right. there's that wounded worthlessness. Right. And so what we're doing by helping them connect to that part and helping them learn to actually directly experience the pain that that part holds, it starts to heal that part where they can feel actually. Wow. That's got to be interesting to watch people go through that process. It's amazing. It is like so rewarding and so fun and yeah, deeply inspiring. What do you find usually gets people to start to face that, to actually go, okay, I am ready to, for lack of a more accurate phrase, deal with my shit now. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd say... I'd say a, a saturation of pain, like when mm -hmm. someone has just, I think we really do have to try all the other strategies like, okay, does drinking 10 drinks in one night make me feel good? Oh. Does do, have all yeah. those promotions landed? It's like once right. you've done all the things and, and then with me sitting with them and really speaking or even just listening to the shit show, I've had countless people reach out and say, you know, I was sobbing in the first episode right. or the first few episodes because they feel so right. seen around, hey, there's nothing wrong with you. We all tried this, but it's not working. Mm. Still feel like pain yeah. and we're like, like shit, you still have right. pain. And the truth is when we know that we're going to die and that everyone we love is going to die, we're going to lose relationships, lose jobs, lose cell phones, yeah. you know, it's like we're not actually supposed to avoid pain. That's like the misconception. Right. And when we get good at feeling mm -hmm. our pain, it's not a bigger deal than your next shit. And so I think once people start to realize they've tried it all, they're still suffering, yeah. and then they start to experience the relief right. that comes once they start having their pain, they are fully on board. And I have you know, countless clients coming in to be like, I have the biggest sadness party or anger party. They're oh, so wow. proud of themselves, which is awesome. Wow. That's gotta be that's gotta be a big shift to watch happen when you've got people who have kept everything in that emotional basement for you know decades sometimes to let that out and actually celebrate the fact that they're processing those emotions. Yeah. Right. And to be proud mm -hmm. of the thing they've been most ashamed of, it's a game changer. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. When I hear you say that and I think of things like that in my life, it's hard to imagine actually being proud of those moments. Right. But if you and I were in a deep relationship or you were hours into the shit show where mm -hmm. everything you're hearing is that the way to feel actually what I call emotional resilience, which I think is better than happy because happy is great. And if you can achieve emotional resilience, a lot of the time you'll feel happy. But emotional uh -huh. resilience, in my opinion, is knowing 
whatever life throws at me, I can handle it because yeah. I can move my feelings through me. And once you start to experience that and you start to feel confident with your emotions, you know, there's such a sense of empowerment that comes mm-hmm. that you do, you do feel proud. You're like, because you feel strong. You feel like there's mm-hmm. nothing to hide. We're, we're all that doing crazy things to avoid pain yes. and it just brings more pain. It's like, yeah. yeah, there is a point where you've got to say, okay, the stuff that I've tried up until this point did not work as effectively as I had hoped it would. Uh, what else is there? Yeah, exactly. I think too many times, you know, we, we, we try everything to escape when really the one solution is kind of staring right at us and we're pretending it's not there. Well, I think the truth is we weren't trained. That's what's so sad. And that's part of why I'm using emotional potty training because if no one taught us how to relate to our, our digestion, we wouldn't think it's no big deal, but it's, it's time, you know, it's time to learn how do we, you know, the emotional system, just like every system in the body, if we were to cut ourselves, our body would know how to heal it. We sweat, we pee, we have all these um, systems that keep homeostasis. And the emotional system is the same. It's like, if you're sad, water drips out of your face if you allow it to, right? And after a good cry, who doesn't feel more peaceful? Yeah. Yeah, it is amazing how all of those things do make a difference together and how we're feeling. It's it's crazy when when you think about the fact that it's such a big part of the human experience and yet it's not something there there's not a class right in school i mean unless you go ecology as a career nobody teaches you this in kindergarten or fourth grade or or middle school um when so many people are struggling yeah even in psychology i mean people talk about managing anger so you have like the main um cultural understanding is that you know you want to control anger i Mm -hmm. i make the equivalent of that anger is like fire and like yeah we do a lot to control fire but you know, if you're sitting with a pile of explosives mm-hmm. inside you, instead of just compressing it, it might be useful to take out a little bit at a time and have safe little burns yeah. where you capture them and you start to learn how to relate to this em- empowering, very, you know, explosive emotion. And so it's really about yeah. how do we relate to these emotions where we let them do their thing. If you take the, the letter huh. E off of the word emotion, what do you have left? motion right they literally move that's what it oh, means oh gotcha so we, we we once we learn how to connect against huh. the parts of us in pain and the emotions start to come back online right. they move through us they do their thing it's no big deal just like the shit you know yeah. and so the work is really the hard work is how to get the system how to get out of the way how to overcome the decades mm-hmm. of numbness so that they can do what they need to do that makes sense that is such a crazy analogy, but it really does make sense when you explain it. It's so obvious. I mean, honestly, I've been, you know, I've been in private practice for 13 years. This is the thing that makes the most sense to yeah. the most people. And it's funny. I, I, I happen to still love a good poop joke. Actually, every episode of the, of the, um, the shit show. So the first season is really the course. <laughs> Okay. Like 12 episodes that will take you step by step through how to heal yourself, giving you all of the tools. Um, and every episode has a poop story for comedic relief, like a, a real live poop story. And then the second season, which is going live on June 12th, 2019, is more like your regular podcast where I have interviews with other kinds of healers. Um, okay. But they also have poop stories because I just think a good poop story, a good chuckle, 
is a lot of fun and we shouldn't take <laughs> ourselves so seriously. Why try to heal if we don't enjoy our lives? Yeah, yeah that, that's a good way to look at it. Um, so we've got to tell people where do they go to find the podcast and that is healingfeelingshitshow.com. Yeah, so that's my website. Okay. You can learn all about me. If you look on iTunes or wherever you get um, podcasts, you just want to make sure the I in shit is an asterisk. And then the best way to enter my world and to kind of try this out for yourself um, yeah. is yourcorewound.com. So I created a quiz there that you can take in about five minutes and it will tell, it, it emails to me, I will look at every single person's quiz and then send you a little kit that helps you work with the emotion that is the most okay. dominant on your, like in your core wounding. So if you need to start with anger or sadness or fear or shame, mm -hmm. so, um, it'll just give you a sense of how to streamline to the action part of the shit show. I love that. Yourcorewound.com. Such a fun concept. And uh, yeah, I think for a lot of us, we've got so much, well, crap in the emotional basement that it can be hard to figure out where do you start exactly. to process that. So that's, that's, I love that you've developed a quiz around that that lets people go through and figure that out. So we'll make sure that URL, yourcorewound.com is somewhere in the show notes, guys, so you can click it wherever you are listening to or watching this podcast today. Uh, Rachel, what advice would you give people who are listening and thinking, Yes, I, I definitely have a basement. It is definitely full of, of something. What should be the first thing somebody does when they're looking at it and going, okay, yeah, I want to deal with this? Yeah, I mean, the main thing is to start becoming aware and curious about what, what, your, what your experience is like in your body and to start to mm -hmm. notice when you get either discomfort at a physical level or, or when you start talking to yourself really harshly, when you start telling yourself yeah. Should be yeah like whenever you're doing that there's there's usually a pain that's happening there's some kind of sense of you're not doing it right and the most basic mm -hmm. advice I can give is that you want to be turning toward the pain versus trying to get away from it so anytime you notice that you're anxious right. or you're feeling really sad or that you're talking to yourself really harshly imagine swiveling your chair maybe taking your hands mm -hmm. putting them on your chest or your heart and just saying hi Hey, buddy, you're in pain, you know, mm. get curious. The more information you gather, the better. I love that. That's great advice. Uh, so you guys heard it. Go to healingfeelingshitshow.com. You can connect with Rachel, find out more. And if any of the uh, adults that you love that are in your life have maybe some uh, missing emotional potty training, feel free to share Rachel's site and her work with them as well. Point them direction and uh, maybe we can all make the world a little better place by going through the piece of potty training that most of us missed as children yeah Rachel, thank you again so much for being on the show yeah, thanks for having me it was a pleasure absolutely so for all of you listening please like rate review subscribe and uh, stop by check out rachel's website and i will see you back again soon for another episode of the art of giving a damn have an amazing day